Welcome back to another episode of Gen X versus Z. In honor of Pride Month, I have two Gen Z who are on the LBGTQ plus, who are in the LBGTQ plus community, ready to talk about what it's like being beautiful, young, black, educated women who identify as, well, let's start there. Or what, how they identify in the queer community. So you don't have to introduce yourselves if you don't want to. We got, you can uh, start with who you are, start with what school level you're in. So if you're a junior, say I'm a junior in college and your major and how you identify if you identify at all. So you want to go first, young lady? Oh, um, so I'm a junior. Oh, I'm rising junior in college, and my major is political science. I identify as bisexual. You, young lady? Hello, my name is I attend Georgia City. I am an upcoming senior. I major in psychology in the community, and I honestly identify I don't necessarily identify, but if I had to, I guess I would identify with bisexual. Awesome. So ladies, let's just dive right on in. So let's just start out. Um, you don't have to give your whole story of, well, is there a coming out story or how you've told your family was it easy? Can we start there? Either one of you can go first. Yes. So I wouldn't necessarily say I had a coming out story. I just think looking back at my childhood that I kind of knew that I liked girls. I always had a crush on girls, but it was never as, I didn't necessarily take it as serious as I did with men. Cause of course it was, oh, boyfriend, boyfriend, marriage to men. So most recently in my college experience, I have more so dabbled into the women pool where I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is what I like. This is what I'm going for. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's a specific story, but I just always knew that love is love and there's no gender or title or age specifically to that. So that's my story. I'm just here living life and loving who I love. Oh, that is so sweet. And the one you love is here. Yes. Right Do you have me. a story? Oh, I don't think I actually have a story. Like You do. I'm going to tell your story. Okay. Go so, ahead. Personally, um, I feel like I just did my own thing and I just eased on into it. There was no, like, me texting everyone and going on social media and telling everybody about it, really. I really haven't even done that yet, so. But, um. Yeah, I kind of just went with the flow, and uh, there was, like, one thing that happened that kind of, like, made me want to be serious about, like, being openly gay, I guess, and that kind of just, like, steered the pathway for me. Are you comfortable sharing what, what that one thing was that happened? Well, not, it's not really relevant, but it, it was, like, it was not, it's not really that relevant. So, no. Okay. <laughs> So since you both are students at a liberal arts college and who that who's which 
the college is very open and accepting. So are you on campus, open, or do you take up gay space? What does that mean? What I mean by that, because I made that up, is <laughs> I did. I, I don't I don't know that might be a thing, but when I say do you take up gay space, meaning or I should say queer space, um, because that's what they call it now. Um, do you go to things that's geared toward those in that community on your campus? Because I, I follow them. So I know they have things specifically for students who identify as a member of the queer community. Do you go to those things? Well, actually, I did. Uh, I went to one meeting, actually. I went to a, uh, I don't know what they call them. Actually, it don't matter. But it was like a gay meeting. A gay? I don't know. <laughs> meeting of the gays. That's what we do. Gay I don't meeting. know what it was, but... They had it like at Georgia State, and I was like, I'll just go. Why and not? how was it? Um, it was interesting. Uh, it, they were just kind of just trying to get us to be more uh, accepting of ourselves and oh. be, like prideful of ourselves and mm-hmm. not be too hard on ourselves and like go over instances where we felt like, um, I don't know, we could have been more um, prideful. Or something like that, where like someone's caught us like trying to fit in. You Have know? you ever tried to fit in? Well, yeah, of course. I think that's like part of just social settings. What about you? Have you felt the need to feel like you need to fit in? Honestly, I have not. I think I've always personally been in my own necessary lane to where it's just like, I don't know what I would be trying to fit into. So for me, I've never felt an urge to try to fit in or have that specific feeling like, oh, I'm not fitting in and I need to. Nor have I also been to any LGBTQ like club or meeting at Georgia State. Now I know that they do have them, But when I was looking, because I just recently joined the Panther League mentorship, and one of my capstones was based off of LGBTQ. And when I was looking on research based off of like the resources for LGBTQ on campus, it really, there were some, but they weren't as active as they should be. So Ah. I feel like that's probably why I haven't heard of any or been to, because if I did, I would have gone. But they aren't really as active as they should. Yeah. So, because you live in the city, and at, well, let's just say Atlanta, which is very accepting of the community, when you are outside of those spaces, do you find it difficult being who you are? Do you do what I like to what they call? I don't like to call what they call code switching, meaning when you're in spaces that you are unsure of or you know won't be accepted, are you careful about what you say to protect yourself from and them from knowing how you identify as far as being in the queer community? Hmm. I personally have never had to code switch. Once again, I'm just somebody who's just confident in my choices and I don't necessarily feel the need to 
switch or act different or put up a different persona because I just am what I give 100%. So not necessarily, no. Um, I guess like in school, I'm like around Atlanta. I don't necessarily have to co-switch for real because everyone is a little bit more accepting in Atlanta. Um, but like around my family, yeah, I do have to because they aren't like accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. So I don't necessarily like give them details about my love life or anything like that. So how has have you either one of you had any issues with your family that you would or that you are comfortable discussing? What in regards to like with them knowing? Now, my family does know, my mother does know, and she was totally acceptive of it. She's not totally active in regards to like conversation and always checking up, but she does know and she does support me and my choices. So does my brother. My sister, on the other hand, she is married into a her husband's family, which is very religious, and they do not accept LGBTQ, any part of that. Of course, they see it as a sin. Homosexuality shouldn't be a thing. They're not for it. They are. Yes. My nephew is also, I would say, because I'm accepting of him part of the LGBTQ, but for my sister, him being, you know, a 10 year old, he doesn't know these are the wrong choices. And just simply watching that, because like I said, I'm vocal about LGBTQ. So even when I'm around my sister, despite her thoughts, I'm still going to be me and just express those. But it's hard being a witness for somebody younger than me and a part of my family and just what he has to go through is just like them whooping him based off of that saying like, you're a man, you shouldn't like another man, that's unacceptable, whether it's just the punishments or just the way they treat him. And it's just hard because my nephew's very expressive despite as many whoopings and camps wow. and therapies that they've wow. given him. They sent him the camp? He's still oh wearing nail polish. He still wants to wear makeup. He still wants should. to do hair. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's caused a couple, a lot of deep arguments with me and my sister. Because like when I'm watching him, of course, he's not my kid, but that's my nephew. And I love him. So I'm going to let him express if he wants to walk around and do a dance routine. Like he loves music. He loves dance. So he's always doing that. I'm going to support. But for them, it's just like he shouldn't be doing that. Da, da, da. So it's really, really hard to just be a witness of that especially nowadays, especially being in Atlanta, where it's just like, you can't escape that. Like, I remember me and my sister getting into a big debate because basically my nephew had asked, what does LGBTQ stand for? And I told him it's lesbian, bisexual, queer, intersex, you know, I went through all of them. And she literally cursed me out. She was just like, he shouldn't know any of that. That's not for him to know. You're educating him on the wrong things. I'm like, girl, you could drive down Piedmont Street and they're going to have the definition of LGBTQ painted on the streets. Yeah. It's everywhere he goes. It's Atlanta. They got it everywhere. They everywhere. literally have a gay pride parade. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is Atlanta. Like, and it's best that you educate and be more so open-minded than trying to hide it from him and use it, you know, as a scare tactic. Oh, so, my word. Um, that aspect of family, it's been hard just watching my nephew, seeing another person of the LGBTQ come up and have to deal with that from its own family mothers being his mom and dad but yeah it's, it's oh hard wow that is that. i had no idea that it's is horrible for him. Either, yikes 
So you've always been an ally, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. even before you knew or expressed yourself with being in a relationship. And I I am very curious um, of what it is like to be in a relationship with a woman. Is it different from being with a man or is just like, hey, it's the same. She just so happened to be female. Uh-huh. And this question may be coming from ignorance, which is a representative of my generation because it, it, it we just were not that open. Um, I think it's awesome that you guys are in a generation or living in a time period and in a state, well, we shouldn't even say state, in a part of a city where you don't have to hide. One of the first things that I had noticed coming here and being out in public when I was downtown was that there were a lot of people in the queer community and I just I didn't come from a city where you could see where you would see that and people not stare. We just saw it so much here that it was at first I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, this is just, that's just, they're so open. And now it, it don't even, I don't even turn around. It's just so common and it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Live, love who you want to. But when I first came here, yes, it was definitely something that caught my eye because it wasn't something that I was used to. So when you, when you're out with your SO, meaning significant other, do you feel like people are staring at you? Or do have you noticed people staring? Um, I think I did see someone like staring at me once, but I'm not sure if they were looking at me or not. But I kind of bucked at her a little bit. <laughs> not you trying to fight. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just, I know she might have not been looking at me, but when it comes to that, I'm like a little like defensive because I wish somebody would say something to me. What would you, know? you do? I don't know. Like I would say something like, "Speak my peace." You know, like, why are you worried about what I'm doing? I'm not even worried about what you're doing. I don't think I've ever acknowledged people staring. A lot of, not even a lot of questions. There'll be men that'll come up and say stuff like, "Okay, what's this? Are y'all in a relationship?" Or question me based off of that. But never did I honestly. We'll usually get like people just trying to get through something. So that's- <laughs> oh my god, you went there. That happens a lot, honestly. It's Are you upset. offended by that? I don't know. I'd be offended because it's just like, if you say I'm in a relationship, what makes you think I'm with you? It's always that. Like, they're always like, oh, y'all are lesbians. I'm lesbian too. I go that way too. And I'm just like, so is that like an invitation? Mm-hmm. Like they just like, they have their little fantasies. Of, like, and we, we when you're saying they, are you talking about men? Men. Oh, okay. And so they think you down with that? Yeah. Or they yeah. want you to or be down try, with that? They try, at least. But... They try. We are. Really? Y'all get that a lot? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so awful. Okay. Well, all right. Hmm. So before we started recording, you were telling us about the different types of lesbians. I hope I'm not offending anybody in the LBGTQ plus career community by asking, but she was educating us. And I am very interested in hearing in your community how they are referred to. 
because we already talked about the what was it? we're not going to use the word um uh, what did you say that was that was derogatory so our recording <laughs> yes so a lot of people would know or call masculine females dykes but that is a derogatory term so they would most likely go if they are a masculine woman more so portraying you know men's clothes and braids and things they would go as a stud whereas the girly lesbian who wears you know the makeups and the weaves is known as a femme and then let's see your stem their stem which is like in between goes back and forth I never heard of STEM. I heard of the first two, stud and thumb. I never heard I think of STEM is one. like new or something like that. It's like both. Like they might be a stud one day, or they might like to be feminine, or they just mix it together. Uh, I, I don't know how you would mix it together. Well, I guess this? one day they dress really feminine. The next day they dress. Um, she said mix it together. Oh, uh, mix like at the same time. Yeah, like some, oh. like I said, one day they might want to be more stud, like yeah, more that's, yeah. Or yeah. Or sometimes they mix it together. They like to switch it up. Or they put it yeah. together. She keeps yeah. saying put it together. I don't or know yeah, what that looks like. Or yeah, go in the middle. Go in the middle. I don't know what that would look like. Neither, neither do I. So do either one of you identify as one of those type of, <laughs> let, if you don't have to answer the question if you don't want to. That's actually a great question because I've been. I know that I would say a film. I love just makeup and everything. Curious about you. Oh, she's curious about you. Um, honestly, if everyone like everybody kind of like knows me now, I guess. But um, if you know me, um, I'm not really like like masculine, like really masculine, like very stud. Like I'm not really like that. Nor am I like too girly. I'm kind of like in the middle. Um. I don't even wear boy clothes or anything like that, nor have I really wanted to. I I think I own like a pair of like men's clothes. Like I have like men's shorts, that's it. Like to me, like clothes really doesn't like when it comes to like gender and stuff, it doesn't necessarily like define me. So I don't think I really identify as any of those things. I'm just like kind of doing my own thing and like I'm just me. There's no like stud, femme or so you may not know the answer to this yet, or there may not be a real answer to this. Do you have a preference in the type of woman that you're attracted to? Do you prefer? Do you have a preference? <laughs> it might not be a question that you're asking in front of your girlfriend. That's what I was thinking. But, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, y'all you, you chose each other, so there you go. What? I will say, okay, you can, I don't think I necessarily have a right preference, now. but I think I'm, like, more, I mean, I guess, like, technically do have a preference, but just naturally I'm more attracted to, like, femmes and probably maybe even a stem. Um, I don't really know any studs, so I wouldn't oh. know. And what about you? <laughs> do you have a preference? I definitely would say that I cannot see myself dating another girly girl. I don't want to be sharing makeup products <laughs> and control. Um, I've dated, I do think studs are very attractive, but honestly, I just like the net. Like Asia, I, she's clearly not under any of those, but something about her just being natural and comfortable in her own 
self. There's not like uber girly or just trying to be a man. It's just like she's just herself. So I don't know. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> if I would label that. Okay. So that is cute. Um with it being Pride Month, do you two or either one of you have any plans to embrace Pride Month in June? Or is for you it's like no big deal? We embrace it every day. So we honestly have not spoke about it or thought about it. But since it's been brought up, I definitely do think we should celebrate some way somehow. Yeah, I'm down to celebrating. I've never celebrated. <laughs> I never celebrated Pride Month before, so that'd be like super fun being around my homies and um, not the homies, not the homies. homies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she told me we're the homies. <laughs> They're the homies. They're my, you know, people who understand me. And I'm not saying you guys don't. I'm just saying they understand. Me. Bit more. Who? The homies. The gay. Who are the homies? You mean random people that you yeah, don't know, but they just so yes. happen to be in the queer community? Yes. yes. Well, okay then. I guess it's like with black people. When black people want to be around other black people, yeah, it's like you when don't you, know them. When you be around, yeah, I get it. I get 